we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew McFarland. How you doing, Edward? Good to see you. (laughs) It's good to see you, too. We're uh, still miles apart. Um, How has New York been? I mean, you've been there now for, what, a week? Yeah, I've been here for a week, and it's good. It's uh, everything I want it to be, except for the weather. The weather is rainy and very humid, so... It's mid-70s, but the humidity is in the 90 percentile, and uh, you step outside and you start sweating immediately. Other than that, though, New York is magical. Broadway's reopening. Restaurants are kicking. I've seen some friends. I've been very busy. It's really good to be back. How are you? How's California? California's great. You know, still holding down the fort here in the big CA while you're not. <laughs> Weather's hot. In the big CA. <laughs> Yeah, California, C, capital C, capital A. No, I know, know, but like... Yeah, bruh. California weather. Okay, thank you so much, Eddie. Uh, I have to go. I have a meeting uh, in five minutes. Good to see you. (laughs) Fucking idiot. Uh, Oh, light week. Things are great here. Light week in the Bravoverse. We only have Potomac and Beverly Hills to talk about. In regards to shows. But let me tell you, it was no light week in the Bravo universe. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean... It was disappointing that there was no New York. It was some random behind the scenes or never before seen episode, which I know you watched a little bit of, right? Yeah, it was cute. It was funny. It was more like it was one of those like never before scenes, but it was like extra scenes and like funnier scenes that like were meant to get a kick out of us because it's a lot of Sonia and Ramona and Luann and all of them just being silly. Yeah, I can I can live without that. Have we do we have any word on when the reunion is going to be or if there's going to be one? So. I have not heard anything. I, I either. really don't know. I, I feel like this is, this could be like a season that doesn't have a reunion. But that's not good. That's not going to work out for New York. New York has had a rough no, season and they need this reunion to get them to the next season. Well, see, and that's the problem is like, I think they're looking to like short term and being like, okay, this is a bad season. People don't want to see this anymore. People are upset. We don't want to drag this on and do a reunion. But in the long term, that's worse because it's like, well, then what are you avoiding? What are you trying to do? They should use the reunion to get their audience back. And, you know, I actually am sort of thankful that it was a light week because you texted me the first two minutes of the Salt Lake City season premiere. And Eddie, I... I don't know about you. I literally had chills up and down my body. I was a little bit nauseous. Like my heart was pounding out of my chest. I don't think I can't remember a better first two minutes of a show in recent memory. I think maybe the closest thing would be the, the slight preview they gave us of the Monique and Candace fight for Potomac last season, but they didn't show us anything because they wanted to save it for the actual episode. But this was a true teaser, and I, I'm i freaking out. I have to tell you, before I sent it to you, I watched it twice. I could not believe what I was seeing. First of all, we got taglines, which we'll go through in just a minute. We'll do the one-on-one. You know how we like to do. We like to <laughs> yeah, cosplay yeah, as yeah, our yeah, characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But the trailer, when you just see Jen Shaw and everyone acting like it's normal in that van, and then she gets the call, I need you to turn it off. Can you can you turn this off? I need her you to turn face this off. though when she's like, oh yeah, we're on the bus, we're outside of uh, Beauty Lab, and we're about to go. And she stops talking. Her Drops. eyes get big, and you can just see her energy. Her whole energy just changes. Oh my god! And then just not what fifteen minutes later squad cars everywhere and then they get the bulletin in the press that jen shaw's arrested for huge fraud scheme uh, oh do, my god do you think she's on the run hell i mean that's that's a completely legitimate question that is a completely legitimate question she literally got up said i gotta go and got in a car and bolted if i were heather gay i would have asked the same thing Oh, my like, God. It's, it's, she's on the lamb. She's on the run. She, and then oh. in the rest of the – there's so the two-minute trailer was the one that was posted. But then on BravoTV.com, there was an additional five minutes because it was the full seven minutes of the first. Yes. Yeah, so I watched that. And basically, we flash back to two months before the Jen Shaw arrest. And it's just a little scene between Jen and Lisa, who at, that, at this time, I guess, are still friendly and talking which makes sense because that they were sort of on the same team at the end of the reunion last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jen, and this is not really surprising if you think about it, but Jen reveals to Lisa that she and Sharif were this close to getting divorced. Apparently, Jen... Which blows my mind. I know. Apparently, she was flying off the handle throughout COVID as she was uh, the first season of the show. And Sharif, I guess, was sa- saying to her... I don't know what to do anymore about your behavior. And I feel like I'm the reason why you're behaving this way. So maybe we need to separate. And then the next day he served her divorce papers. According to her, they reconciled and they're on the men and they're fine. But there was a moment where their marriage was on the brink and I'm not surprised, (sighs) but this is where she's starting the season. No friends about to lose her husband and you know, TikTok. Clink clank, jail time is on the horizon. Yikes. I'm hoping that this season is going to be good because I think what we're going to see from Jen Shaw is the opposite of what we're seeing from Erica Jane. Whereas I think Erica Jane is playing one game with her legal situation, and I think Jen Shaw is going to play the completely opposite because. Erica Jane is like, this is what's going on. This is what I'm dealing with, blah, blah, blah. And because Jen Shaw's going to just feel like she's going to lie and, and avoid it and be like, this isn't real. This isn't happening. Well, because they're in two very different situations. So if you think about it, yes, they're both in legal trouble. But Erica is not the n- person numero uno in that case. It's Tom. Jen is the number one culprit in this case. She's listed on the indictment. She's n- number one. Number one. Numero uno. She's yeah. the one with like the blood on her hands. You know, Erica has been able to, you know, bob and weave throughout this, you know, debacle with Tom because she is not technically implicated and she may walk away scot-free. Jen, I don't know if she's going to be so lucky because she is the criminal. I mean, well, allegedly. I don't, allegedly. I don't know if Erica Jane <laughs> is going to walk away scot-free either, but we'll have to see. But Jen Shaw is definitely in for something I can see. There were also two other clips that I won't talk about because I think they're part of the season premiere on Sunday, which we'll talk about next week. But On we, Sunday, um, yeah. I watched a lovely clip about Jenny, the new housewife, Jenny Nguyen, mm-hmm. and she talked about her journey from Vietnam, which was crazy. We'll save that for next week. Wow. And then Lisa and Meredith are fighting already over Jen. Like, there, there's a fight happening. I... There's some Jewish holiday they're celebrating because Meredith's husband um, pulls out um, the challah 
that he just cooked. It looks beautiful. Oh. So they're celebrating holla some holla. Jewish holiday. It actually might be, maybe it's, do they have challah on Hanukkah or is it just, oh, actually they have challah every well, they Friday. Even have it, they even have challah like on every So Sunday, maybe they're right? having just a, a Seder on a Friday night and they're in the middle of having a blowout fight. So we'll cover that next week. But, oh man. I mean, between Beverly Hills and Potomac and Salt Lake, it's like the holy trinity of housewives, in my opinion. Salt Lake City tagline. Should we go through them really quick? Yes. And then we'll tell – I want to know what your favorite is, and then I'll tell you my favorite. I think I yes, know my yes, favorite. Yes. It's it's sort of a tie right now, but hopefully by the end, I'll, I'll one will be the winner. Yeah, no, let's yeah. start from the beginning. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? You know what? I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the reins, and I'll put the shackles on, and I'll pretend to be Jen Shaw. So I'll, I'll be Jesus. first. Okay. <laughs> so dark getting dark already woo okay go all right the only thing i'm guilty of is being shaw amazing she's a horrible person but damn that is a good <laughs> tagline <laughs> i so, mean it's so insensitive and crazy it's but. so crazy it would literally be if erica jane was like the only thing that i'm guilty of is being an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash it's like <laughs> fuck you <laughs> like shut up shut up like okay and then we've got whitney rose <clears throat> in a town of beauties and beasts there's only one wild rose it's okay that, that was a good whitney solid that i love whitney. whitney you did i love her so she can do no wrong continue this is lisa barlow who i'm gonna be standing this season i already know i've i've really found a love for lisa barlow you don't have to like me i love myself enough for the both of us <laughs> that is that could be a tagline of me. It's also the way she delivers it. She goes, you don't have to like me. I love myself enough for the both of us. Like, she's just very... Yeah, it's so, like, deadpan. Like, she has no, like, monotone, other than, other than monotone in her voice. All right. And then, all right, we have our new housewife, Jenny Nguyen. I have plenty of everything, including opinions. Honestly, for her first good. time out, solid. I'm proud of her. Good, good job, Good babe. tagline. All right, we've got Meredith Marks. Queen. Um... Mother of the sea bitch who needs to be slapped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I may be known for my ice, but I'll always bring the heat. Nah, I don't believe it's true. I mean, I like it, but I was sort of hoping she was going to do a play on disengaging. Disengaging? Yeah. I she should have. I realized actually that it's a three-way tie for my favorite. This is the third. Uh, Mary Cosby. If you come for me, I will send Jesus after you. Excuse me? <laughs> sick him, Jesus. Sick him. Okay. And then the finale. Go for it. Our queen I'll let you do this one. With the snowflake you. in the center. Heather mm -hmm. Gay. I was raised a Mormon, but now I'm raising a glass of champagne. Okay. That's so good. It's not my favorite. Okay. So what is, what's your favorite? I'm still having a hard time with the my top three, uh, but you you pick. You can guess my favorite. You know which one's my favorite. Well, Lisa, because you blew it by saying you yeah. stand Lisa this season. I know. I shouldn't have said it. But hers is my favorite because the way she delivers it, just the line, I think it's great. I think I'm going to agree with you. The other two that were very close were Mary's and Jen's. I think Mary's is just a little too cuckoo for me. And Jen's is so insensitive mm -hmm. that I feel like I can't pick it. So, yeah. I think Lisa's yeah, I think is my, the best. I think my least favorite actually is Meredith Marks. Yeah, Meredith, I think, is my least favorite, too, out of all of them. Jenny even managed to beat her. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Jenny. Um, but I'm very excited for SLC. It starts this Sunday. I know you guys are listening to this Friday, so you got two days to wait. But, wow, remember when we saw the premiere of Salt Lake City in the drive-in? It's been on almost my birthday. a year. Yeah, it's been almost a year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 
We got it. We got a new season sooner than a year with these ladies. I mean, the demand must be insane. The needed. They started filming immediately. All right. Speaking of demand, you were talking about your whole holy trinity of Potomac, Beverly Hills, and Salt Lake on right now. Right. But I want to add one to that and say like, oh, this is a little cherry on top, and that is Winter House, which is coming out very soon. They just dropped their trailer. Oh yeah, I did not watch that. Did you? Oh, I watched it twice. Let me oh, tell okay. you. Okay, so I need to know what's happening. Okay, so it's all of the Summer House kids. Well, not all of them. We know Hannah's not in it, but it's Paige, Amanda, Kyle, Luke, Lindsay. Oh. No Carl. Oh. No Danielle. Okay. And no Hannah. I'm um, praise the Lord. Uh, but Ciara's there too. Sorry, I forgot about Ciara. And then we have from. Southern Charm, we have Craig and Austin. And then we have a ton of new cast members, which they didn't even name or introduce. And it seems wild. But all I got to say is it seems like the summer or the winter, not summer, of messy relationships. Because Kyle's flirting with a new girl, even though he's supposed to be getting married to Amanda. Uh, That same girl is flirting with the guy that Paige is hooking up with which is making her upset. Paige is confused because she's trying to figure out how three different women, a new girl, Ciara and Lindsay are all fighting over Austin Kroll. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Then we have Lindsay also hooking up with this other guy in the house, some new guy, but she says she's in love with Austin. So we need to see what's going to go on here because we know that Lindsay starts dating someone after this show. So it could be Austin, but it could be this other guy. But we've also seen Austin out with Ciara still after Winterhouse. And we know Paige has been seen with Craig. So I'm interested to see what is going to be going on here. They've also been filming Summer House all seasons. So we could be seeing more of those people from Winterhouse in the new season of Summer House. I don't know. It looks exciting. It looks fun. It looks messy. <laughs> Paige without Hannah, I'm honestly excited for because I think she's going to bring it. She seems to be the center of the show this season. Oh, very cool. I mean, I loved last season of Summer House because there was so much cabin fever going on because of COVID. And I feel like we're still going to get that with Winter House and with the next season of Summer House. I feel like cabin fever because of COVID is going to be running rampant. And that's why all of this messiness is going on. Yeah. Messy, messy. All right. All well, right. should we jump into the two episodes of The What? Well, no, because we have to talk about one show that was also on that we didn't talk about. What? Watch Party with Tom and Tom, which we were on. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I literally was like, what are you talking about? Oh, well, okay. Well, I didn't. Okay. Viewers, readers, listeners. I did not watch it at all. Uh, luckily, you and Kelsey and Susanna all sent me clip so i know what i looked like but uh i uh i could not watch it so how did we do eddie <laughs> well you looked lovely in your lipstick and wig oh so that made the cut yeah i i, I guess i there's no that way i could cut. escape that because that was the game that we played <laughs> yeah and at least you look at least you look better than my i look so puffy and sweaty because we were sitting there for like five hours waiting for this to film and we so were I slightly just tipsy at that point because shiny we we're just drinking constantly so puffy all of it <laughs> but I mean I really did make a fool of myself I gotta say I like admitted to liking Four Locos falling asleep on the toilet I used to oh. be tequila Eddie yeah, I did the sign of a cross when we said Jiggy's name yeah you did all of that I, you know yeah oh god so uh <laughs> you know I mean it was I was very loud I gotta say during this episode it was the finale there's not gonna be another one who knows if you'll see us on Bravo again but you know thanks for watching if you watch we really appreciate it shout out to everyone who who did see it and check it out if you haven't 
And let's hop right into Potomac. Yes, please. I, I liked it. I do have to say I thought it wasn't nothing really major happened. I mean, the end was the biggest part was the fight between Candace and Ashley. But I feel like that we're going to get more of still a little bit. But I mean, I felt like it was just kind of like setting a lot of ground. We had a lot of story happen in the last couple episodes. I mean, we got some good stuff about Eddie and Wendy. We got some good stuff about Mia and her mom. We got some good stuff about Ashley and Michael, which I thought was good. Giselle and Robin did their podcast. I feel like we got a good little story part of everyone, but I feel like it was a little bit slower than the things we've still seen earlier this season, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, I agree. Uh I don't think Karen needs two dresses. I don't know why she thinks she needs two dresses. I mean, my sister had two, one for the uh, ceremony, one for the reception, but that was her wedding day. And there was a stark difference between both dresses. My sister actually got a dress that she could actually move and dance in. All of the dresses that Karen was trying on, she could barely sit or stand in. So I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean. Yeah, Karen, I love you, but just like – Yes, make it special. I don't want to steal her thunder or, you know, be a Debbie Downer, but like have one dress and then wear like a nice, simple dress that you could actually move and dance and enjoy yourself in. Cause the way it's going now, she's going to be strapped into this poor, like piece of cloth for hours on end. And I just bad, 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 bad. I had to agree with Mia about the interior looks nice. But that warehouse on the outside with, like, no parking, I don't know. That's weird. They're, me. Mia's right. They're going to have to really outfit the outside with, like, bling and B- uh, balloons, canopy, bling, balloons, columns, yeah. carpet, all of it. 100%. I'm not trying to go pick up a slab of stone and then be like, oh, I'm at a wedding vowel renewal. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I felt really bad for Wendy and Eddie this episode because I had forgotten – how much they went through to be married. I'm glad they reminded us up. Yeah. I'm glad they reminded us how much Eddie gave up and the fact that they don't even speak to his family because that's how much their marriage and their love mattered. So why would Eddie ruin that? Screw it up. Like it doesn't make any sense. And I'm sorry. I think the reasonably shady podcast is so dumb. I think Robin was being kind of authentic, but I thought Giselle was being super fake and full of herself and shady. And I don't want to hear that she was trying to be a good friend to Wendy. I don't want to hear that she was trying to be helpful. You were trying to be. No, she was trying to be messy. She was trying to get that drama and that story put on camera so that she could start a fight. She was, she was being stupid. No, it was ridiculous. And again, I appreciate Rob. I appreciate Robin being a little more honest and authentic about her life and her relationship, but Giselle's not going to last long on this franchise if she can't be honest about her relationship the withholding and the deflection and taking it on everyone else like it's getting on my nerves really not yeah, liking it. i mean she does she has no self-awareness i mean the thing she was saying about cheaters and then she was like well you know i mean i have my own rules for cheating like i you know two years ago because she was trying to talk about jamal it was she was so confused she can't even keep up with her own lies it's very weird and I think she she was, you know, she's having a fall from grace here in this moment because everyone used to love Giselle. It was like Giselle and Karen, Giselle and Karen, Giselle and Karen. But now Giselle just looks really messy yeah. for no good reason. Whereas yeah. like Karen is like a little bit more calculated when she's throwing her stuff out. But yeah, yeah I got to say it's weird. And Robin, like you don't need a life coach. You actually need a therapist. Sorry. Yes. You don't yeah. need a life coach. You you sound like you are clinically medically depressed and you need to talk to someone about it. Her a life coach her talking to her that. son. 
her son being like, your life isn't together. And she's like, I'm 42 with my shit not together. That's not okay. And it's like, yeah, your son is telling you this. Your son is telling you, mom, how do you not have your life together? You're my mother. Uh, but while we're still on Giselle, I agreed when Karen was saying, when Karen said if Giselle would just own her life and what's going on, the women would be there for her and there wouldn't be all of this animosity and there wouldn't be all of this drama and all this fighting or there wouldn't be as much. But it's because Giselle's being so shady and withholding that they can't function as a group. Yeah. I mean, I I do see that the group is really breaking apart. And I, we see that more with this Robin's birthday thing with Giselle trying to, like, create her own team without Karen and Wendy. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to work if she if no one wants to be around her. You know what I mean? Like, I think people yeah. would prefer to be around Karen and Wendy I mean, Candace is still kind of getting back into the fold with them as well. But it's like it's if we got the just the house of messy when you have Ashley, Robin and Giselle, because they're just going to, you know, throw these bombs and cause drama for no reason. And Candace, I honestly got it. I got to say, I did. I'm kind of on Candace's side a little bit this time, but we'll get into that a little bit more. But yeah, it's just we're starting to see kind of a change, I think, in the fold for Potomac and the way that the groups are laid out and the way that the women are acting and how maybe being on the show for this long has kind of affected their character. Yeah, I agree. Um, speaking of Candace, I agree. I love her. I was totally on her side for so much of this episode. My favorite quote, no forehead, you are messy. And I feel bad for Chris because I feel like he really is trying hard to be every man. Yeah. And Candace has to cut him some slack. But even though she was a little harsh in some of the things she said, like calling Ashley a filthy milkmaid, it was a little harsh, a little uncalled for. When you walk into a room, you body shame yourself because you're big ass face and big ass forehead. I what? mean, a little harsh, but also fucking amazing. I'm <laughs> so glad that she and Ascala called Ashley out being like, no, you were messy. You all were messy. You, Giselle, you, Ashley, you guys were messy. Nothing's going to get better unless you own it. If you had pulled Wendy aside off camera and talked to her like an adult, it would have gone so differently. Uh, well, these messy ladies are just getting messier. I want to do say, though, I really loved the scene between me and her mom. I know wow. it was drama, but I just want to bring it up that I think it's really beautiful that they're having these conversations and she's being like, Mom, I don't like resent you or anything, but like I just want to know kind of what went down and what was going on because I don't know. I was a child. And she's like, well... Your father introduced me to drugs. I almost committed suicide when I left him. The story about her making oatmeal and having third degree burns and the mom having to come home to help her because he was screwing someone in the basement. That's insane to me. He wasn't even taking care of his own child. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, I'm starting to like Mia more and more and more and more. I know I didn't give her the fairest start when you started because I was like, this hoe from over there, (laughs) this thought just coming in, trying to be a housewife, you know, doing the whole thing, rich husband. And now I'm seeing... This woman has been through it and she is still coming out on top. And she, though she might not be the smartest, though she might have a little bit of a murky past, she's really knows who she is. She knows what she wants to do and she knows where she stands in society and has so much common sense and life experience that I think she's wiser than a couple of the other ladies on this cast. Oh, I agree. She, Mia is an onion full of layers. And each week I feel like we're peeling off another layer. And I'm a huge fan of hers. I think she's so strong and I really like how candid she and her mom were and how honest they were. And her stock is continuing to rise. All right. I think we got through Potomac. Let's jump into RHOBH, which was part two of the part two of the dinner party from hell. 
yeah. and the Haitian dinner. Yeah. So, and we started the episode with the million dollar question. Would you like to get sued? <laughs> well, would you? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I discovered this episode and, and I'll, I'll come back to this throughout the talk that we have about this week, but I find that I am Kyle in this world with Erica and oh, all of so this you're playing drama. All the sides. No, I think Kyle is being super fair. I think that Kyle is being super smart and being like, okay, listen, I'm not a lawyer. I only know what I know of Erica from my experience with her. I have to take all the information I get one thing at a time and suss it out bit by bit. I appreciated that she was calling Sutton out for not being as upfront as she was being with Kyle a, a couple days before. But then as soon as Erica flipped and started threatening her, I was like, I love that Kyle was like, well, now wait a minute. I just sat here defending you. And now you're doing the very thing that Sutton's afraid of. Like, no, this is not the road to go down. I thought that Kyle was really being awesome in that moment, being like, no, 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 no. I can't keep defending you if you're going to go ahead and threaten her. Like, that's exactly what we're not going to do. So I have a, I have a counter vision of how I saw that scene. Oh, okay. I saw Sutton. I, I, and I, I read someone say this and I, I saw it online and I was like, no, this is how I see it. I think this is what I feel. Sutton wanted to go talk to Erica one-on-one, which still would have been on camera, which still would have been honest. Eric was like, no, I'm not doing it. And Sutton was going to let it go. Kyle and Lisa Rinna were like, no, own it. Put it on right here, right now. And they set up the scene, which they knew Erica was going to pop off. So I feel like she put Sutton in that situation. And then she felt bad for putting Sutton in that situation and then tried to take it back by being like, Erica, no, no, no. Like, we don't want to do this to Sutton. Like, we don't want to go this far. Like, you're going, we're trying to make a show. We're not trying to ruin someone's life and make them like shit themselves on camera. No, I see. Yeah, I knew we were going to fight about this this week because Sutton, if you go back to last week, Sutton wanted to sit down with Erica at the dinner table right then and there and have a discussion with people coming in and out, milling about. And Erica was like, no, we're not going to have, we're not doing this. I already hear what you had to say. We're not going to do this and we're not going to whatever. Lisa, Rinna, I, I buy that Lisa was like overserved oh, and like not completely same. present. So same. I don't really buy that Lisa and Kyle were trying to like start something, do something up. I think that Sutton is just a chicken shit. And when push comes to shove, she's not used to standing uh, solidly on two feet and standing up for herself and what she believes in. And I agree that had she done it in a different way, Erica would have maybe still pushed back, but would not have gone like ape shit as far. Well, I have to say I do, even though I did feel that Kyle kind of set her up, I do feel that Sutton should have stayed. I do think she was a punk ass bitch for leaving. Uh huh. <laughs> it was rude to Kathy. It was rude to everyone else at the dinner. It was rude to Erica. Like if she can't stand and defend herself in what she said and be like, you know what? Then it's going to be th- this way. Then she shouldn't have said it in the first place, which I agree with as well. Yeah. Cause saying we- that I do agree with Kyle that the bark is worse than the bite. She could have sat there and dealt with Erica Jane. What is she going to do? She's not actually going to sue you. Like Kyle was saying to Sutton, she's not actually going to do anything. She's just, pushed up against the wall and is fighting back the only way Erica Jane knows how to do. Yeah, I agree. I just sat there. And again, I think it's colored by how I feel about Erica. It's definitely colored by how I feel about Sutton. I just sat there being like, I get it. I get it, Erica. I fucking get it. I know I'm on the wrong side of history, guys. I know I get it. But I just sat there being like, yeah, 
I would, and I was like, Crystal, I was like, yeah, I would fucking go after her too. I would rip her to shit. Also, because Sun is such an easy target. Like, if any of the other women, because Dorit was like, like, Dorit was going after Erica a little bit too, being like, how can we not ignore what's going on in the tabloids? Like, we were a part of this. Dorit held her own pretty nicely. Um, yeah. But I, well, I mentioned this before to you that PK said something at the end of the episode for the preview for next week mm-hmm. that like a light bulb went off in my head that PK doesn't necessarily believe that she's guilty, but that she has been controlled her entire marriage and that she's still being controlled when he yeah, said that. He said- and I kind of rewound like, what's been going on the last couple of weeks and why Erica's decisions and choices seem a little just out of just totally wackadoodle that made so much sense to me. It really did. I, so I, I'm sort of now like thinking, yeah, maybe like Erica's just taking her cues from what the lawyers and what Tom are telling her to do, which is not great, but it makes sense as why she's making all these wild like decisions on the fly. Yeah. I mean, that would, when you, when you, cause you watched it earlier than me, cause you're in New York city. Yeah. And you said, great episode. Can't wait to fight about it this week. <laughs> PK says something. And so I rewound it three times to get the exact line. Cause he said, she's been in a controlling marriage and she's still being controlled. And when you said that, I was like, okay, wow. The thing she's saying about the, the car crash and his mental health and the, the way she's not speaking about the victims and the way she's kind of tiptoeing around certain topics and saying what she can say, which I think Tom's legal team has spoken to her. And I think this is what Sutton and everyone brought up two episodes ago. I think Sutton's right, but like it's just being handled in an incorrect way. I think she really is being controlled by Tom. And I think that's going to hurt her in the end. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's not great. It's the only way to explain I mean, not the only way I shouldn't say that it's being a little dramatic, but it's one of, it's a really good explanation for like why Erica's doing all those boudoir photos to make money for herself. You know, I, I, I understand PK's confusion. I understand everyone's confusion. It's just Sutton's like, like Sutton just seems so convinced that Erica has blood in her hands that I just go, "Mm, not so fast, miss. Not so fast. Speaking of Sutton, I just want to say Sutton's the new Meredith. She cannot stay in a room when confronted <laughs> yeah, with an she issue has to at all. She's yeah. like, I'm disengaging. I'm leaving you, Kyle. I'm leaving the dinner. She's the new Meredith. But I do also kind of agree with her in the sense that I feel like, and this is what I was saying where Kyle, she feels, I felt like Kyle and Lisa might have set her up. She's kind of the knight that the ladies are putting in front because she's the only one that will say the things to Erica that they're all kind of saying behind her back. Because they're all having these murmurings. They're all having these talking. Sutton's the one who's bringing it forward. And I feel like they're kind of putting her as like the pawn as the knight in front of Erica to kind of get these answers, these questions answered, but also to make sure that their hands are clean. No, but I think, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe, but Sutton seems to be the only one that's so upset and bothered about what could happen to her. Like, when you when they keep flashing back to do you think Erica's lying? Do you think she's telling the truth? Like they're asking Sutton these questions because they may agree with a couple things that Sutton brings up, but they don't go as far as to say that Erica's lying, Erica is being deceitful, Erica's being that. That's the thing, is that they don't all agree with what Sutton is saying. They agree to a certain extent, but there's a point where they all clearly go, I don't I can't go beyond this point because I'm not there yet. That's why Sutton 
And again, Sutton's the one that wants to talk to Eric and get all the answers. I feel like a couple yeah. of them are like, especially Kathy Hilton's like, I'm sitting this out and waiting until the fucking trial starts. I'm waiting until the lawyers and the legal system like tells us what, like, you know what I mean? They're just taking a step back and waiting a little bit. See, and I want to bring up one thing because I was thinking about this too. And I think I realized why Sutton is so nervous about the law. Cause we had discussed this and thought about it. And you're like, she doesn't need to talk to a lawyer. It's not going to affect her at all. Not yet. At it's least not her not business. Yet. Not yet. But what I think is she's freaking out so much about. I also think she brought in the lawyer cause she goes, if I am, brought into this case for questioning or whatever I get subpoenaed I'm associated with Erica Jane and this show and all of this can my husband use this to get back some of the money he lost in the divorce you know what I mean like sue okay. her or or maybe change the agreement or she could lose a chunk of something or maybe okay. visitation I feel like that's because her legal issues which she's very upfront about with her husband I think are so much bigger than what these other women have to worry about because they're not gonna. They're not in fear of losing their entire wealth with this. I know what. I will give you that. I will totally give you that. I understand where and and Sutton's uh, uh, Sutton already seems to be a very neurotic person already. Yes. Someone who's very on edge and very paranoid about everything. And you know, we already know that she's freaked out about her reputation when it comes to like what's been going on during COVID in terms of like. <laughs> you know, race and gender and yes. stuff because of what happened with her and Crystal at the beginning of the season. So she's already on edge with her and her reputation, what people think about her. So this is just conflating that fear and that paranoia. I agree. I'll give you that. I will totally give you that. Okay. Thank you. All You're right. Welcome. I want to talk about Garcelle and Rinna really quick because we had that scene where Rinna comes over and is like, I don't remember what happened last night. I was too drunk, which I totally buy. I know people weren't buying it online, but I was like, no, she was ringing the if bell. If you go she was back and you silly. watch, no, it, yeah. And again, Rinna is literally size negative one and a one cocktail, and she's three sheets to the wind. Hey, I trust me. I used to be size zero two, and <laughs> yeah. I, it would take me just. I had to sniff a glass of vodka, and I'd be on the floor. But I did not like what Lisa said back to Garcelle after Garcelle called her out for not defending her because I do feel. Like Lisa is very, and I'm going to say this, Lisa's very quick to defend her wolf pack of those, that group of like Kyle and Dorit and Eric, like her little wolf pack. But she, and she claims she's very good friends and so close with Garcelle, but not once has she stood up. And then Lisa to say, well, it wasn't my place. Lisa, when is it ever your place that you've kept your mouth shut? I was on Garcelle's side a hundred percent. Don't bring up not thinking about the pasta. She thanked you in person. Don't bring up not being as attentive of a friend. Like, what you are doing, Rena, is not standing up for someone. What Garcelle is doing has nothing has nothing to do with this at all. It blew my mind that she doubled down instead of just saying, you know what, I'm sorry, I can do better, and I will do better. Not being like, well, you have room to grow too, Garcelle. I thought that was stupid. Sure, I thought you have room, I, I thought you have room to grow as well. Garcelle was so dumb. I was like, Rinna, you're an idiot. But I did think, like, why is Rinna, I mean, is it because they had a relationship before the show? Like, why yeah, is Rinna getting shit? But like, because no one, the Dorit and Garcelle's fight was just between the two of them, and honestly, why should anyone jump in on that? And like, Garcelle, like all Rinna, if I'm, again, thinking about Rinna, if I don't know any better and it looks like Garcelle brought something up that she wasn't supposed to bring up. And again, there was a, there was also a fight. Like Rinna could have been saying, I'm sorry that happened to you. Meaning like the fight that she just had with the producers that none of us saw, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, again, I don't know. And also Garcelle, like 
as we see later in the episode, Garcelle has a hard time letting anything go. The fact no. that Garcelle brought up the Kyle shit again, I thought that was ridiculous. You know, and again, I love Garcelle. And I, I I was more on her side than Rinna's when they had that disagreement this episode. But Garcelle also needs to, she can't act I like she's tw- completely innocent. I thought the joke was funny. All right. So let's, let's get into the Haitian get dinner. Into, I, yeah. I want to do the PK and Dorit date at the end. Cause I feel like that's going to set us up for next episode. And I want to talk about that a little bit more. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, but it's, we just need to touch on it. Cause I feel like we've talked a majority about it already, mm-hmm. but this Haitian dinner, I was going to send you this and I totally forgot, but there was this meme on Twitter where they were saying it's from the Bravo click and it's a damn the hashtag RHOBH are at Garcelle's looking like Batman characters. Now, let me just show you on the screen. So you have Dorit there in a uh, purple and oh something. Oh, my God. Suit, just like the Joker. You've got Lisa Rinna as Two-Face. <laughs> oh, my God. It's killing me. You have Erica Jane as the Penguin. I'm You have dead. <laughs> Then you have Crystal. As Michelle Pfeiffer as the Catwoman. <laughs> it killed me. I was like, wow, this thread is brilliant. So go look up the Bravo click on Twitter and go look at this thread to see the photos that I just showed Matthew over our FaceTime. But I was laughing so hard I was crying. <laughs> that is brilliant. I, I, How did someone spot that? They must have been watching the movie like, in, like simulcast. Recently, like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, the Haitian man. dinner looked good, though. I would have. I thought Lisa was rude, being like, "I don't like this food. I'm gonna eat it anyways," and then making a whole scene about like, "I ate fish. I ate fish. Like, whatever. Deal with it." I thought the food looked delicious. Ooh, I, I wanted, wanted to try the, la- the lavender creme brulee. I was like, "Shut the fuck up! Like, get me a slice of that. That looked delicious." No, Sorry. it looked so good. I loved the little was it codfish that had the sticky sauce in it or whatever and you had to pull it yes, out and spray yes, or yes, 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 it. Yes, yes. I loved that. that, that Everything w- just looked so delicious and I thought it was so cool that Garcelle was like, I'm going to have this dinner. I'm going to bring everyone here and show them my culture. It, it was hard in the past because my mom would have dead goat heads on the <laughs> kitchen counter and people would run out of my house. But now we're mature and I can bring in and show my friends what it's like to cook a Haitian meal and what it, you know, what it's like. Right. But do you, do you, Garcelle can lay off Dorit, right? Just a little bit. A little bit. Just I think so. a little bit. I think Dorit's I, taking it all in stride. I have to say, I think she really is taking it, like, very well. I mean, I think no, they fight think next week, is. but... <laughs> My God, will you shut up? Like, it looks phenomenal. Oh, but Jesus. I, yeah, I do think Garcelle's going a little hard, and but I think Kyle's super being like, you need to, like, be more... And Crystal's like, they're being cordial. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between... Icing someone out and inviting them to your home. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone still has the pleasantries. Like I'm on Crystal's side with this. I'm like, come on, Kyle. You don't need to be like making out with someone every time you see them to be like, oh, we're good. But yeah, and like neither one of them are going to be will. Uh, neither Sutton nor Erica are going to be willing to apologize. So just like let it go. Yeah. The night wasn't that awkward. You constantly pointing out how awkward it feels. Yeah gonna that's gonna make it awkward but if you just keep your feelings to yourself kyle and just enjoy the dinner because you're not in the hot seat then it's gonna be fine it's all gonna be good i do have to say i thought the most awkward part of the dinner though was when they were bringing up the pants and then they're like well where where did you wear those pants before and then they had to bring up that it was at Dorit's house yeah what the fuck is wrong with them like you guys got almost the entire evening without a snafu like that 
they can't help themselves. You know, they, you know, someone, one of the producers was like, bring up, you know, where, where those pants have been seen before. You know, we got to figure this out. But <laughs> one last thing is I want to say for PK and Dorit, unless you have any, do you have anything you want to add to the Haitian dinner? No, the Haitian dinner was beautiful. Everyone looked great. I love seeing Garcelle in this way. And I, I was impressed how they all kept it together considering the big blowout from the night before. So you know how Sak Passe was, how's it going? I looked up. I thought it was Nak Boule or something that she was saying. It's Nap Boule. And I looked up what it means. So when you say Sak Passe, how's it going? When you respond and say Nap Boule, it means we're burning, literally translated, but that means we're hanging. So it's oh, like a cool. whole like slang from Haiti. I was, you know me, I got to look it up. I'm like, I got to see <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. how it's spelled, what, what it means. But I loved that. Nice. Okay. I want to talk about PK and Dorit's date night because one, PK is such an old man. He cannot help himself. He's got to eat the food. He's got to have a drink. I was just dying. I was like, this is a old man. Dorit's like, baby, just wait. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I won't finish my speech, baby, honey. And then, but I got to say, as much as I've given PK crap in the past, he is the most clear headed and articulate person on the show about the Erica Girardi slash Jane information and situation. I thought he was a hundred percent correct saying you should be doing damage control, get rid of Erica Jane, become Erica Girardi. That was a character that you need to put away and put in the past. You need to do a full press as Erica Girardi or Erica what I don't even remember her real last just name just Erica no no Girardi just no Erica. Jane just Erica one word like Madonna like Cher like Mariah just one name like Erica one. and you're done I think they should bring PK in PK in PK in for crisis management I thought that was brilliant I was like he is the only one who is speaking truth well and I, I think it comes from a place of I think that he believes that like for the most part she's not guilty for the most part. I think he's coming from a place of like, I think that Tom is more sinister than we all gave him credit for. And I think she's getting bad advice. I think she's getting bad information and she's going about this all wrong. And I agree. I think that's where I, where I start to go, where I, where I start to veer off with Erica is all of the, I remember in real time seeing her Instagram posts and being like, wait, what is she doing? And I'm glad yeah. that they're experiencing that on the show as well, because that's where I start to veer time, off. Yeah. It's like, I, I want to believe her and I want to, uh, you know, assume the best in her, but she makes it hard when she's taking these weird left turns on Instagram and on social media. Yeah. It's, it's, she's saying one thing and doing something else. And I did agree with him when it's like, well, she can't say too much, you know, the lawyers and everything. He's like, but she can say she is sorry for the victims. Yeah. Which she kind of has, but I need, she should have, she should be doing more and she should have done more. Yeah. So. But, but, then, but then I go, I wonder, and this is so gross if they did, but can you imagine if Tom's team was like, don't say a fucking thing about the victims? Probably. No, probably, probably because they don't want to, they don't want him to look bad. They're like, that will make him look bad if you're like, I'm sorry to the victims because then it's admitting that you did something wrong. So, I mean, if it's really who she's loyal to, which at this point it still seems like it's, you know, Tom at the end of the day. And I'm sorry to say it. I know it's, uh, God. (laughs) Well, Chicago may become real life for that woman in 
a year. She may when be Erica doing the cell block the tango. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, wow, it was a I, uh, Beverly Hills. Great episode. It's been giving it to me. I'm excited for next week. I'm just it's just so much good. And it's one of the best seasons we've seen. Well, and between that and Potomac and Salt Lake, I feel like we're just going to be on a high for a while. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and New York, God bless it. It's still one of my favorites. It needs to just, you know, it, it needs to gracefully step away for a bit. But we need a reunion before that happens. But I'm glad that these three shows are. Are here and by the way, I don't know if you mentioned this, but when does Winter House begin? Uh, Winter House is going to premiere on October twentieth. Okay, so, so it's on it's on the horizon. It's on the way. We're going to get a good little bit of Salt Lake, a good like month of Salt Lake before we get to jump into Winter House. So w- we'll be needing it when we want it. Great, and I think Beverly Hills will be almost done by then too. I think. Well, because they did film the reunion for Beverly Hills recently. Yes. So we're we're nearing the end. All right. Well. I think we mentioned it all. Do you think so? Yes, sir. We did. Y'all, thanks for joining us again this week. Uh, Please watch our watch party episode if you get a moment. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And, of course, we are on the social media on Instagram at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And we will see you all next week. Bye, Edward. I guess I'll see you in a week. That just seems to be the thing now. (laughs) Oh, don't make me sad. (laughs) Okay. Well, I will see you soon and enjoy your week of Bravo and NYC. Bye. Bye.